The views and information or opinions expressed during the filming of this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent any church affiliation of hosts. Ray Nalkin, I want to welcome you to the Not Safe for Church podcast where I am your host, Ray Nalteba. I'm a wildly kid. I say my whole name lately because I want somebody to say my name, say my name. I said it last week. All right, this is the podcast for the saints and the ain'ts because Jesus is for everybody. But I want to welcome my co-host. I'm taking these headphones off because it's not helping my outfit look great. All right, I want to welcome, we got Renee Anderson in the building. Come on. We got Yessie Perot in the building. Come on. I hope I said it right. And you got Joel Adams in the building. How are y'all feeling? Okay, let me just let y'all get into my outfit because I'm going to take this hat off. I was giving y'all everything, but I need to wear the headphones and I just want you to see how great I look. All right, I'm taking the hat off. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, my hairline might look a mess. Pray for me. Don't judge me. This is a not safe for church podcast and not safe for my hairline. But it's pretty still straight, okay? So I don't... We gotta be talking about hairlines, bro. That's not right. Oh, dang. You don't have one hairline. I got two just above my eyes. Oh, my gosh. What happened? (laughs) Jesus said you don't deserve hair. Wow. I'll give you a perfectly shaped head. Oh, my Lord. Did Did your dad have hair? No. Oh my gosh. My dad doesn't have hair. He must have been with some women that stressed you out. (laughs) I have three daughters. Oh my every day. Jesus. Jesus. All right, all right. Well, guess what? We got trucker hats. And what are these trucker hats for? They are for season two. Season two is going to be amazing. Um, if you want to buy a trucker hat, this is what you're going to do. You are going to go to my Instagram or the um, Not Safe for Church podcast Instagram. Click the link in the bio, and then you're going to click it. It's going to go sponsorship. And then you're going to click, get money, put your address in there, and I will send you a hat. And also, I am looking for businesses. I'm looking for people who want to uh, highlight whatever they do for the season two. And it's going to be amazing so i need your help this podcast is for the people brought to you by the people but guess what we got to get into an altar call okay some of you may be asking what is an altar call an altar call we call out some of our brothers and sisters who may be in need of prayer today i am bringing a hometown legend to the altar and uh, her name is Michelle Williams. And some of y'all may be seeing her now. How do you know Michelle? I know Michelle. Okay. So the bottom picture, if you're watching, because I know some of y'all listen to the um, podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and I thank you and I appreciate you. You know, I'm just so grateful that y'all are listening. But, but on the bottom picture, that's my mom on the right um, with the bob, and that's Michelle on the left. So I kind of know Michelle. Uh, my mom and my dad know her better than me. But, uh, yeah, we grew up in the same church, but, like, she's, like, older than me, so I don't really – but she knows me. Like, if she saw me, she would say, hey, Raynaud. And um, I really want to get Michelle on season two of the Not Safe for Church podcast. Michelle is just an accomplished singer. Uh, she's also singing with Destiny's Child. Um, I mean, she's the person that cater to you and in the bridge, and she takes you to church. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, Michelle, I want to cater to you. All right, sister, I need you to get on my podcast. So guess what? I'm going to post this clip on my Instagram, and I'm going to need all y'all to tag Michelle Williams in this post. And I'm believing by faith. I believe when two or three are gathered, I don't hear nobody. So y'all wasn't raised in Pentecostal church. The people, the co-host, they was not raised in the Pentecostal because I would have a witness. I don't have no witnesses. I just need two or three to comment on the picture, and then you're going to tag her, and we're going to get her on season two. My daddy already asked her, but I know she's busy. Might have forgot. And uh, we're going to get her on season two. I believe it. Yes. All right. Man, Y'all man. believe it? Let's go. Yes. It's happening. Michelle Williams is coming to yeah. season two exactly. of the Not Safe for Church podcast. I am manifesting it. I'm believing by faith. I'm doing all of it. And it's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. Renee, you're going to be on the same episode. We're going to be talking to her. It's going to be great. 
Girl, oh and I know you love to cater. And we know Renee loves to cater to her man. So, Michelle, that bridge will really resonate with our sister, uh, Renee. All right, y'all, but we're going to get into the topic of today. I'm not going to waste no time because we are talking about one of my favorite things. And it starts with three letters. S-E-X, sex. All right. We live in a world where we are often sexually driven. Sex sales is what most people say. Sex can be talked about in a beautiful light and an ugly light. Ugly light. Today, we will discuss intimacy, celibacy, and just the power of sex. I'm so excited to have all y'all on here because I think y'all have so many different perspectives. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And uh, so when you hear the word sex, what first comes to mind? Fun. What comes to your mind? Fun. Woo! Girl, you're married and she's still saying fun. That's, That's a good, good thing. Because some people be married, they be saying miserable. Well, yeah, because some of their sex lives are terrible. I know, especially in the church. It's not especially in the church, just in general. No, especially in the church because the church does not always talk about how to have a, have a healthy sex life. I don't think we as a society talk, talk about it healthy. I don't think it has anything to do with church or not church. I think there are people that are married that are having terrible sex lives regardless of what religion they are. That's All right. True. Okay, what do you think about when you hear the word sex? We'll get back into that. <laughs> Listen, man, I got three daughters, so all I can think about is <laughs> shotguns and keeping boys away from my girls. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not shotguns. and Oh, my Lord. Rare. Renee, what do you think about sex when you hear the word sex? Um, Like energy exchange. Ooh. Ooh now I want to exchange energies with you. <laughs> Girl, I not not you like that. Oh my right, god, people right. who are not watching will think right. that I'm trying to sleep with He's Renee. Like, I'm confused. Now. <laughs> I'm just, confused. Like now, last week. Okay, we on last week, as episode. a woman, do you disagree with them? Last week we talked about how if somebody has if somebody does something gay with somebody else, um, if somebody does something with the same sex, does that automatically make them gay? As a woman, what's your opinion? No. And that's what I believe. It's a double freaking sender, and you would say yes, wouldn't you? About what? If a man does something with a man, that makes him gay immediately. No. Oh, wow. Maybe it's just a black man thing. I, I don't think it's a black man thing. I think it's just... I, I, why someone would, would think that versus not, I don't know. But it doesn't mean... Just in my opinion, it doesn't mean that someone's gay because they had an experience once. Oh, I just got a moment like that. So, Raven, well, next week <laughs> is the season finale. And I think Joel and Phil will be in... Are you going to be here next week? Yeah, I'll be here next week. Oh, my gosh. They can have, we can talk about this next week on the season finale of the Not Safe for Church podcast season 126, episode six months going hard in the mother paint. All right. And I didn't cuss. No, you didn't. I never cussed. I just said you mother. You never cussed. I honestly mother, have a swearing problem. You you swear? So much. Okay, but you swear during sex. So back to sex. <laughs> Yessie, what do you think when it comes to sex? I said fun. Fun? Yeah. Okay, Renee, you said energy exchange. All right, all right. So, my next question is, do you believe there is a boundary when we talk about having a sexual, free, free, a free sexual experience? I feel like a lot of people today, uh, people are just so free sexually. And where is the boundary? Is there a boundary? How do you find that boundary? Is it the church? Is it your personal convictions? Like, what are those boundaries? I think it's really to each their own. Okay. You know, I don't judge what anybody else wants to do, but that doesn't mean that's what I'm going to do. Yes. However, I do feel like sex is just given so freely now because that's just what people think that they need to do to please one another or, you know, hookup culture is like a thing now. But when we yeah. were growing up, that wasn't it, you know? Yeah. People weren't just sleeping around as much or as yeah. open about it as they are now because it's very 
Um, you see it everywhere in the music and TikTok and Instagram. It's like sex sells. Yes. I literally be on TikTok and sometimes I just get so irritated. Like, why are you showing your print? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying like I don't like looking, but it's just like, dang, like put some... Put that thing away. It doesn't leave room for, like, mystery. Yes. My Nana used to always say when she would get dressed, because um, she was, like, a curvy woman, she would say, I want to make them wonder. Yeah. Make yeah. make the man wonder. Make somebody Because if you already right. know what's there, it's no fun. No. Yeah. Like, it's no fun if the big earth is small. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> These gray sweatpants me. <laughs> okay, but I think some of those gray sweatpants would be a lie, because I've seen some people in gray sweats, and it, it look... I don't understand why people, yeah, post the picture of their print. Yeah. It makes me actually feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that it's just, it's something that is desperation in regards of trying to get acceptance on yes. any level. I mean, obviously, you know, I go to church. I used to be a pastor. I believe that it's something that God has created mm-hmm. and the devil has manipulated. Mm-hmm. And, and, and. I firmly believe that anything that is good that is created by God is manipulated and and twisted to be used. And I think that's what it ends up becoming because I think, see, I think hookup culture has been around for a super long time. I don't think it's been necessarily as mass marketed in regards of we don't have social media like we did when I was a teenager, right? But everybody was talking about it. Yes. But there, I believe there's just so much unhealth in regards of jumping from person to person or... We're going to invite somebody into this to make it better. I've just, I've, all I have seen in my, my experience and both with talking with friends and family members and things like that, it has created chaos when it's something that has been manipulated and changed other than what is between just in my opinion, two people in a super healthy relationship. And I mean, you can't be like, Hey, we're going to, I mean, do people go out there and have one night stands and things like that? Yeah, they do. Have you had a one night stand before? No. Oh, but I th- also believe that it you, ends up being yeah. something that is damaging to people. Right. Yeah, I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like back then, we never talked about sex. We didn't talk yes. about it at all, so we suppressed it. And then now we're in a culture where we just want to be free and yes. want to be able to express ourselves in whatever way. Um, but because we're not talking about it, we're not able to talk about it in healthy ways. Yes. Like talk sex about healthy ways totally. and about um, women being sensual. We can be very sensual without showing our body parts. Yeah. Um, but we need to teach girls that at a like a, a younger age, yeah. you know, because then when I was younger, you know, I've only been saved for a few years. And back then, if you would have told me you need to dress up, um, you know, be, be more modest, you know, you're heavy chested, you got to cover up, I would be like, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. If a man feels whatever, when they look at me, that's on them, yeah. you know, and now that I'm older, and I respect my not saying that women don't respect themselves yeah. when they dress that way. But um, now understanding that I can still be sensual the way I look at people, the way I flip my hair around, the way yeah. I carry myself, my really walking into like my feminine self. Um, that's also very um, sensual. You know, there's a difference yes. between being sensual and sexual. Totally. Um, and I think we just have to have a better understanding of what that is. Yeah. But I also think 
the world needs to let it be okay for you to be sensual Absolutely. and what like express yep. yourself. I think one of the problems is I don't think that we teach young men how to have self-control. Mm. It's like even when I was growing up in church, we always say, tell the girls, wear a skirt, wear long this, do this, cover up the titties. It's like, no, teach that man yes. Yes. how to to guard his ear gates, his mm -hmm. eye gate. Like, yes. teach him how to have self-control. You don't right. get to have everything you want. Mm -hmm. No. Like, you don't. Like, and... But people do not teach young men self-control. It's almost cool when you see, like, a young man be like, oh, my gosh, she got a fat ass. Like, right. no. Right. Like, self-control. And it's nothing. I. It's like like me. Um, I have self-control. I see attractive people all the time. Right. But I'm not, like, weird by it. Like, I work at a gym. People have amazing bodies. I see yeah. women and men that I think, like, oh, my gosh, they are fine. But, like, I'm not. Self-control. Mm -hmm. See, but I, I also think that it that we have diminished the man in regards of a sense of, like, that's all we are. It's like, mm, I see yeah. a girl walk by with something skimpy on, then I'm immediately going to be like, oh, I'd like to hit that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that is the most base level of what a man yes. can be, right? Mm -hmm. The men that I surround myself with, the men that I'm friends with, the men that I know, that is a minute percentage, of yes. the men that I actually know and have a relationship yeah. with. And and that's just my experience. And most men that I know at my age either have daughters or their sons are dating young women. And so it's like we are doing the in my generation, I feel like I'm doing the best that I can to teach my daughters, but also have conversations with other young men. It's like, listen, yes, you if it's out there, you're gonna look because it's in your eyesight, right? Yeah. But it's where you go with your mindset mm, in yeah. regards okay. of beyond that. And so I think it's it's hand in hand. Yes, men self-control, women some modesty in that. I mean, we were talking about it before we even started podcasts. Like, women need to feel like they need to cake the makeup on. I'm the type of guy where, call me old-fashioned, whatever. Like, the minimalist, the better to me. I don't need to see it all hanging out. What I don't if need she's, to see all What if she's, like, not attractive with no makeup? Oh, you still love it? That's who she is. Oh. You can't Listen, I'm telling you what, I have seen some messed up stuff on TikTok with women in makeup and all the contouring and stuff. And I have looked at it and gone, so that is not, not the, the same. exact same yeah. person. Yeah. And this is why dating is hard. Yes. yes. I agree. I agree. I, that's why I, I do pop-up visits. <laughs> Let me see you when you're not expecting. Oh, I brought you, I brought you some Chick-fil-A today. I was in the neighborhood. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you, you, you ain't brush your teeth, you got all your teeth, okay, all right, okay, this is you, okay, it's gonna be all right. Right. You, yeah. All right, so my next question would be, like, I think we live in a world that is sexually driven, but how do you combat that? Like, what what boundaries have you put into place to combat that? Like, for me, for example, um, I'm a very sexual person. I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but, like, if you listen to the podcast, every podcast sex comes up. I am a very, I have, you know, somebody said you really know who you are uh, when you um, have a lot to, um, when you're under the influence. Hallelujah. And usually when I'm under the influence, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, pray for me. God's working on me. I'm just being honest. A yeah. lot of people be judging me. I'll be like, but the only thing different between the Christians and the Christians you know is I'm just honest about my stuff. You know, God's still working on me in the area. I'm not drinking all month of August, though. But I'm not, like, addicted. Like, I don't have to have a drink every day. But I do. When I drink, I like to have a good time. And what I've noticed is, like, when I'm intoxicated, I'm, like, three feelings. I'm, like, grateful. <laughs> I'm horny. <laughs> And I'm emotional. 
And like, at least those are like good feelings. I was like, at least that's who I really am deep down inside. I'm grateful, I'm horny, and I'm emotional. And so for me, <laughs> all I can think is you're not at his place just crying. I just want to have sex, but I'm really happy. <laughs> I literally, I will cry in sex. I'd be so in love. I make love. I don't have, I make love. Even if we just not, I will pretend we, I'm an actor. I can be like, we in love, but I haven't had sex in a long time. I'm not saying I haven't, I'm not perfect. I've done some things, but yes. And that's another thing you were talking about suppressing. I think a lot of times when we suppress, it causes people, causes you to act out wild. Yeah. I remember when I was in church and um, I was working in the church and doing things. I acted out and did some crazy things because I had to suppress. Yeah. But I think once, like now that I'm able to do what I really like, it's no secret that I'm out in the streets or like, and I'm meeting people. Like, I don't be having the same desires. Like, yes, do I want to kiss? Do I want to do like, yeah, but I don't be wanting to go like all the way. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think like, if we made it more open to talk about it, it could be a whole lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it'll be way easier. But anyways, back to boundaries. How do you guys create boundaries? When you find yourself in situations where you want to have sex and like even before you're married, like how did you find boundaries? Like, or what is your boundary? Like how, cause you guys are all people who are around people. <laughs> I guess just, um, I just know yeah. that there will be another opportunity with that person if it's meant to be, I guess. Yes. So understanding, like, I want to get to know someone's soul before going into, you know, having a sexual exchange of energy with them because that's permanent. You know, I can't take that like back. I yeah. can't not be like, oh, I didn't have sex with this person. You did. Right. You can't take that back. It's not yeah. going away. So knowing that has always been in the back of my mind, like you can't take this back. Yeah. yeah. And, and knowing your patterns before you get there. Yeah. Woo! You know, there's a lot of patterns um, that we have that will play very differently with different partners. Yes. But, um, understanding your patterns and redirecting your pa patterns. So yes. if you know, um, when I do this thing, I feel this way. Well, let me do less of that thing so I don't feel that so much that way yes. and redirect it a little bit. Um, and really trying to have an understanding of why you choose to do those things. So that yeah. it's because it's all the little things that lead up to that one big thing. Yes. It doesn't just happen. It does not. You know, so right. being really intentional about where you are in life and making sure that everything you choose is aligned with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think yeah, part yeah. of it is going into any interaction that you go into with, with a mindset and a game plan of mm -hmm. knowing what to do. Yeah. Right. So it's like Renal and I have talked quite a bit about like uh, his fitness journey, my fitness journey. I used to be a lot heavier. Um, and, you know, it's like when I go out to eat, I know these are the things that I can have. If I want to have dessert, I'm going to have dessert, but I'm also going to make a smart decision with whatever my main course or appetizers yeah. are, right? Yeah. So I think it's the same kind of mindset. Like, I love donuts. Give me donuts and ice cream, and I will eat it all day long. I'll yeah. be 450 pounds in the next nine months, but it doesn't mean that that is beneficial for me. Subconscious yes. right? choices. And so it's like going into whatever whatever situation you are whether it's on a date or whether you're in a social interaction whether you're going out to a, a club or a bar or just out to eat with friends yeah. whatever it is if, if you have a standard or a boundary go into that with the mindset of okay these are my lines these are the things that i won't pass and make sure that you have a game plan yeah because i mean like you said you have a drink or two maybe some of those inhibitions are go down so then you have a conversation with someone else and be like okay this is where i'm at i need like <laughs> i need you to make sure you watch out for Stupid me. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, setting those things. I think even for me, like, I think one thing I realized when I'm drinking, I probably just need to put my phone down. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't need to call <laughs> nobody. Like, I like, I literally, Are I you have, up text? Are you a mistake texter? Like, yeah, oh, like, oh. I literally, every time I'm drunk, or He's like, I'm I not drunk, I don't get drunk. <laughs> I do. Every, and I'm like, literally, don't at the do party, it. Yeah, and I, I was did, like, don't do it. And I literally call right. number six. <laughs> yeah. But every time, like, I'm like, because, yeah, and I think what I'm learning is like, hey, when I'm drinking or I'm having a good time, I don't need to do that. Like, I don't need to have my Nothing phone. Nothing is good going to come when you have yeah. a phone. Yeah, like, I don't. I do not need a phone. I need to put that boundary yes. in place. And also, like, knowing, like, I think also knowing, like, your insecurities. Mm-hmm. Because, like, sometimes somebody could speak to those things. And then, like, all of a sudden, you're like, now nah, I want to. Vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think and, it, yeah, I mean, uh, you you had said, you know, the insecurities. It And it, I think it's making sure that, you know, for me, it's like, okay, where am I at today? Yes. Right. Has it? Am I lonely? Like yeah. I have my daughters, so it's like if I don't have them for a chunk of time, that sucks for me. So that's tough. I come home to an empty house for two weeks, and I'm lonely. And yeah. I'm, I am a like out there, outgoing. I need interaction with with people, person. And if I don't have like my daughters around for a chunk of time, that's rough. So do I set myself up to where then I'm going to reach out? Yeah. In a in a level to make okay, so. Somebody wants to be with me. Someone wants to be around me. Someone wants to have a conversation with me, whatever. And then it leads to A, B, C, D, and E, right? Mm-hmm. So it's making sure that, okay, if if I'm not in tune with where I'm at emotionally, knowing my insecurities and if those things are being stoked or whatever, or even if I'm like out there fishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like someone give me a compliment. Someone mm-hmm. show them some attention right. to me, whatever, that type of thing. If I'm not conscious of those things, all those boundaries go out the window. And I hope people that are listening to this, we are, I, I am very sex positive. Like if you want to be with everybody, Absolutely. like baby, yeah, do, do you put the condom on. Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. I'm to use some protection. Right. I'm just saying, observe that. Observe the thing. Look at it. Ex- examine it. Look at it. Make sure it look all right. You know, you got to look, <laughs> you got to, if you're going to be, look, look at it, look through it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Conscious if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. If you're going to do it, you know, but I'm not, I'm, but what I'm saying for me, and I think a lot of times in this world, what I'm learning is, even with this podcast, it's like people feel like you're attacking, right. like I'm not attacking anybody. Like right. I, I have friends right. who do OnlyFans. I have friends who right. sleep people every night. But for me, what I have come to terms with, like by my, um, my standards, I don't want to be with everybody. Yeah. No. And that's just what I've chosen. Right. You know what I mean? And have any of you guys chosen like to live like celibate lifestyles? Renee, I was on your Instagram the other day and you said something about it. Um, yeah. So celibacy is really important, um, especially like if you're not dating someone. Yes. I feel like it's good to have like clear energy. So if I'm not dating someone, chances are I'm not sleeping with them. Right. Because yeah. I'm I'm choosing not to just like take on people's random energy because you yeah. wonder why you feel sad after you know why is why are my emotions all over the place you know also like you said stds run rampant especially here in vegas like people will not be honest with you so i would have to really get to know someone and there's so much power in celibacy because you know you get to know yourself without anybody else's energy affecting yours yeah so it's just about then making for me personally making better conscious um choices in the partners that I'm choosing to have sexual energy exchanges with. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it, I think when you get to that point that you cross that line, and this is just for me, I can't do that with someone I don't have a very intimate and long-term connection with. 
because I know that there is something, I mean, medically speaking, there's studies that there is a connection that you have energy, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, like there's a connection and there's a line crossed. Yeah. And like you, you do that. And just in my opinion, I can't just do that with anybody and everybody. What's well, like yeah. trust too? And, but yeah, does that happen it, over time? Some, like yeah. with age? Like how how did like how did you come to that? Because like I don't know, I'm in my twenties. I mean, I know some you're in your twenties too, right? You're so no? sweet. I just my <laughs> oh yeah, oh my gosh. I'm in my <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, 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 shy. <laughs> like, did that come with age? Like how did you get like somebody listening to this in their twenties about to go to college, like mm-hmm. what would you say to them like to get like how did you I mean, I have, I dated someone for a really long time, like seven years. So for me, I wasn't looking outside of that relationship anyways. Mm -hmm. I was having a great sexual experience with this person. So that was awesome. I have made choices where I did have a one night stand, but it literally made me feel awful about myself. I felt horrible. I didn't like myself after that. I felt like ashamed. And then I just realized that that wasn't for me. And so I just chose to take a step back and really understand that like who I give myself to is so important because I want my partner then to feel also special that they have me and they get to experience like the good me, the happy me, the positive me, like just, I think it comes all together as a whole. You don't want to just be sleeping around with a bunch of random people. I mean, kids go to college all the time and they have one night stands and that's totally fine. Like they could do whatever they want, but they also then, feel bad about themselves yeah. later and they're wondering why Yeah, you have all that extra guilt and all that extra stuff that comes up and they're like it, come yeah. With it. yeah and then also too like most guys and girls aren't looking for something serious in school or in yeah. college or when they go away or they do certain things so you just have to understand that like you have to know your audience and, and i think that there's a, such a distinct difference of hooking up with somebody even if you've known them casually for a little while and having an intimate relationship with them on every other level before it gets to that, Mm -hmm. there is a complete dynamic shift. It is. Then you just like, okay, you're dating for, it's like, okay, what date number before we have sex? It's like Mm -hmm. when you fully know somebody before you go there, there is like, then that means everything is off the table in regards of things getting in the way of that type of relationship. Then it means your communication's healthy. You can be like, okay, this is what I like in the bedroom, not just, or anything else communication wise, like, Hey, this is what's going on. Hey, there's something off about us. Like, what is this? If you just jump into the sec, in my opinion, if you just jump into the sexual relationship and it's like date five, then, then that clouds, all those other conversations yeah. from happening because yes. all of a sudden you're you in a relationship. You miss all the red flags. You're, <laughs> you're in a relationship and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now it's awkward. Let's just have sex so we don't have to avoid, then right. we can avoid this conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so you're a married woman. I am a married And so how, like, how do you, like, I don't know, sometimes when people get married in my head, I'm single. Yeah. It's like, it seems like it could be boring. Like, <laughs> well, how, yeah. For me, it's different because, so I grew up thinking um, sex was for guys. And, like, I was there to give them what they need, and it wasn't really for me. And if I were to get pregnant, that was what I would get out of it, and that was that. Um, And it wasn't until I did premarital counseling, and we had a whole chapter about sex, and I learned about the design, how God designed sex, and how wonderful it is of a connection that you can have with your significant other. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. 
Mother, Thank God do you know? Told you that. <laughs> do you know, Mom, that like sex can be so great, and it can be this thing where we both fully enjoy it all, you know? And so it does um, make me sad when I think about younger Yessie or younger girls um, being confused, and yeah, just like giving their their bodies to people, but they don't know mm-hmm. that they don't yeah. know that that's what they're doing, and they don't know that that's why they're feeling sad or that's why they're feeling like this. And maybe you know, it's not that, but. Um, sometimes it can be, and it's a subconscious thing, and you're not receiving what you're supposed to in that interaction. So, like, why yeah. are you putting in all that work and not, like, able to fully experience that that goodness that's supposed to come out of it, you know? Yeah. And now as a married woman, you know, and a saved married woman at that, like... <laughs> I, obviously, now I feel like, yes, um, saving yourself for marriage is so beautiful to be able to experience that with your partner, you know? Um, I think it would be great, obviously... You know, life is very different these days. There's, you know. I'm a version. Yeah, I heard your podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you do you, whatever that definition looks like. I'm a version. Like. I have a fro. <laughs> yeah. You got three kids. You nutted three times at least. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that not yeah, true? It's true. That was too true. wild. Was it too wild? No, it's not too wild. I just was trying to comprehend only having sex three times in marriage I used to have. No. 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 It's not it. Oh my God! Canceled. I think it like it breaks my heart when you say that you grew up thinking that sex was just for men. Yeah. Like, honestly, like as much as I joke around, like I'm gonna say something that, God, I hope my my daughters don't hear this, or at least they're 35 well, you know they and I'm dead when they when, yeah when they do this. But I hope that they have the most healthy, effective sex life when they're married. Mm-hmm. When they're married and they're 45 uh-huh. and I'm dead. Right. Whatever it is, like that's that those are the parameters that they have right. to go under. But like I I'm I'm genuine when I say that in regards of because like as a man, we want to know that our partners are enjoying it and it makes it so much better when right. that is the case. But totally. it's so hard to open up that conversation with people because men are so sensitive to that. And like oh, I always tell my friends, I'm like, you're having sex and you're not even having an orgasm. Right. And they're like, yeah, like I never orgasm. But I'm like, Ugh. like a piece of me dies inside because I'm like, what's the point then? Right. So that's why I also don't understand what the point is right. to have sex with someone just randomly because I'm like, they don't know your body. They don't Mm -hmm. understand what you like. And then I look at orgasms as like, they're so powerful. You can manifest that. That's why when people are having sex and trying to have babies, like they come from love Mm -hmm. and that's what it's supposed to be is like when you actually are having that exchange, it's meant to be for love. It's meant to be for connection. I was going to say, and it's not like I didn't enjoy sex. No, no, no. <laughs> it's I'm not the saying intention that, yes, behind it. Yes. So not fully being able well, to and, and, and as men, we know it's like we got to be the bravado thing, like a woman gets off every time. We understand, as men, we understand that doesn't always happen. We understand I don't that. Have sex with women. We, I don't think men I'm do, saying, though. I'm saying. You do. Okay, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm a unicorn out there. I don't okay. know. But I'm, I'm, just, no. I'm just saying that I think that, <laughs> I think that, at least in the conversations I'm having with Maybe it's because I'm having conversations with adult men that aren't in their say, 20s yeah. that have some experience that <laughs> we go. realize. That They're we the say, adult men in their go. 20s. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because any man listen, I've been with, he's got I, I, know, I know a lot of guys that are in their 40s and their children. So I, oh, okay, I get okay, that. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm just saying with more mature men, I guess yeah. I would say. Yeah. It's like we understand that. But sexually speaking, we want to know what our partner totally. wants. We want yeah. to know, like, 
it makes it so much better than yeah, like, someone laying there with just with you know with a hole available. Like right. that's not but that's what we want. Do and treat that's, it, right? and yeah. that's how it's treated. It's how it's you know glorified. And I think that that is, and that's why I go back to, if I don't intimately know your soul and see you. Right. How am I supposed to be with you sexually because sex, and satisfy yeah. both of us? And sex can cloud things. 100%. Yes. If it's good, you you will not see the red flags because all you see is, a, oh, my exactly. gosh. Said that earlier. When I, I get them, oh, Christmas, this is the yeah. best thing ever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you're like, oh, you are the most toxic person I've ever I'd been around. Literally. Okay, but I have another thing. Y'all are both Christians, and I'm a Christian, too. Of course, I think that my definition of Christian is probably a little bit more loose than most people, because I'm just so honest. Um, but how can we have these conversations in church? Like, oh, yeah. how is that possible? Like, this yeah. is this is how we have the conversation. Yes, five, six, seven people at once. Mm-hmm. You can't do this because of the one. I think the sensitivity to it, mm-hmm. because you don't know what people's experiences are, because you don't know people. Yeah, right. Because you don't know the abuse that's been going on. You don't know if someone's in, someone's showing up and they have just been raped or mm-hmm. they're in sex traffic or they're in the adult industry and they're just needing something and they walk mm-hmm. in the door. So you can't, people are like, the church does this. Like, it has to be in regards of, it, it just in my opinion, this is where the most intimate aspects of church happens is in a smaller group, whether it be sex or whether it be, you know, marriage, health, those type of things have to happen in a small group. You can't. You can talk about it in broad terms, but you can't be like, you know, standing up. I would never stand behind a pulpit Mm -hmm. and be like, guys, this is what you need to do Mm -hmm. to satisfy your woman. But if, you know, or, or your mate, but it's not like, but I can definitely go to my friend and be like, Hey, Brian, like what is going on with you? Because you and your wife have not touched hands in the last four times we've been around. So there's something going on. And that's you being a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. But how would somebody who is new even begin to have these conversations if it doesn't feel safe from the beginning? You know what I mean? Like you're asking how you create a free judgment. Yeah. Like how do you? I don't think that happens. And if you, right. If you, but it's church. So it should feel like I can bring anything there. And it's, that's the hope. But I don't know if, I don't know if it's you, you making a blanket statement like the church. How does it happen? How does it happen outside of the church? Right. How do friendships and connections happen with people outside of the church? That takes time and energy. Mm-hmm. Because listen, I have friends that aren't that aren't in the church, that aren't saved, that don't have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And there is definitely that like, and I, I tell my friends all the time, listen, I'm gonna say this, but no judgment. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, where do they where's their balance in regards right. of is the, if there's judgment or not, right? Yeah. And I think it I don't I think that comes down to relationships and safety and trust yes. with yes. each other as exactly. as humans yes. and realizing, listen, we both make mistakes. We both have issues. All of us have things that we're dealing with, but I'm going to trust you with X. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you just, fail that trust, mm-hmm. then I'm not trusting you with but Y. Like as- Yes, he is like a youth leader. If right. she chose to bring this up as a topic, I think she would just say, this is the topic for today. There's no judgment. This is, yeah. you know, we're going to talk about experiences. And, like, you can just listen or you can, you right. know. Yeah. It's like creating that space before that topic has to happen. We've already created this safe right. space yep. that people can come to you and yep. talk to you about mm-hmm. those things. And I definitely feel like um, as a church, I think it, they are, well, 
the church pockets that I'm part of is evolving to be able to talk about those things. Yes. And it's not so like, oh my gosh, you said the three letter. Word, I think we have know? to be more intentional of creating those environments. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be a better answer for your yeah. question. But I also think that I think leaders, and this is just my opinion, mm -hmm. need to be more honest and transparent. Yes. And I, I, yeah. I, I know it's a thin line mm -hmm. because yeah, you don't want to be like, hi, you know, I'm Joe hard. from X church and I have a terrible sexual relationship but with my wife. I think it's yeah. a way to, I think that we need to find ways to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think people cannot heal what you don't reveal. Like mm -hmm. you got to be like, okay, like yeah. I'm like for me, like, you know, I have never, I'm a Christian. I'm a gay man. I'm trying to figure out the balance. Right. And like, there has yeah. not been Christians before me who has, you know, some people say I'm not a Christian, but it don't even matter. There hasn't been Christians before me leading me and showing me and guiding me the way, like, what do I do? But that's like, because you're here to break that. Yeah, and, but I, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm learning and failing because I'm not perfect. There's some, yeah, okay. I have done some things. I'm like, dang, I shouldn't. I went on the first date and was but looking and touching. But that's how we get the best, you know, um, feedback to yeah. people, you know. And the best insight is from people who have had uncomfortable yeah. know, situations they've been put in or they've done things themselves that they don't feel proud of. But then, like, you know... That you can give the best advice. Because you've been there. You've been there. And you've done that. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm on the last question on this topic. Why is sex so powerful? Like, what what makes it so powerful? Because it is, like, I've experienced it, and it is something that you are connected to that person, especially when you go all the way. Now, I've done some stuff with some people, and they go all the way, and I don't feel nothing in my heart. <laughs> I think it's because it's the most open and exposed yeah. you can be to somebody else to see your emotional, spiritual, and physical nakedness. Yeah. I think that, that that complete breaking down of every barrier that you have and you are a hundred percent vulnerable in that other person's arms. Yeah. Is why it's the most intimate and exposing situation we could be in. That's like deep. as you said, the intention behind it is like what's important. But also want to bring up like, Yeah. Men kind of, um, are, I've been seeing more practicing of like semen retention. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yeah. yeah. So they're practicing the semen retention because it takes the male like so much energy to have an orgasm. They use like spinal fluid. They use um, a lot of like their energy to have an orgasm. And that's why they're so tired after they do it. So they're trying so to wait, teach men. So it takes men. a lot of energy to have. To have to yes, for men. So practicing semen retention is like you can still have sex, but you're not having an orgasm. Like no, you're not releasing. But that also semen retention is great practice for men to call back their own personal power as well. So when they do have sexual um, exchange with someone that they're using it for intentional purposes, you know, either that that's making a baby or um, when they're not using that energy and they're not releasing they're able to put it towards like goals so they're saying it's hard for men to release no uh, yeah i mean it takes it a lot of she's energy. saying it takes a lot out of you when you do oh okay so like imagine when you're like laying on the bed after which is like, like, oh, like i'm tired right you fall asleep <laughs> yeah. but like women we're renewed we're like yes we just took your energy you know I'm that's literally what we're doing Girl. we're taking your energy from <laughs> yeah. you so um Men are practice. A lot of men are pra talked about practicing, or at least what I follow, talk about practicing semen retention because they want to use that power to maybe like win a fitness competition. But they or... said also if you do it, you, it keeps you from um, the cancer or something. Then oh. you hear that before, like <laughs> prostate cancer if you does, masturbate. Yeah. I, I don't. I and you don't really. Quan, have you heard that? 
Quan's like, I don't have a microphone for a reason. <laughs> Molly, Molly works with athletes. Molly started a podcast called Where Your Planet, and she's here in the building. Molly, have you heard that before? Where, where, if you, if you, Sedona, from a guy who. Every woo thing you can yeah. pick up. Okay, so I don't know what's your true. Y'all need to look that up for yourselves. But I mean, I am trying to. You know, I haven't masturbated in yeah. a minute. So like when you but you put that energy <laughs> well, then I towards say that out loud. <laughs> you put oh, that God. energy towards something else and something better. So like your goals, and then you realize like you have all this energy and you like pent up sexual tension. Actually, they talked about it even on The Simpsons. There's like an yeah. episode of it, and he's like. I'm doing so many things and I haven't, you know, had sex. And they're like, okay, Homer, you know, yeah. like, Sometimes are you good? If I don't, then I'll be, in my bed, I'll be asleep and it just, I'm tough, it, it's going to come out. It's got to come out. Well, it, has to it will, but that up. will naturally. I do think that there's something in regards of, of making sure that you don't, whatever your regular quote unquote schedule is of, of releasing. I think there is honestly something because you have to get back past a point of like when I was married, it was like, you know, whatever the clockwork was, it was like, okay, you're irritable, you're frustrated. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like, and I'm like, yep, 100%. But it's like, if I can push past that mm -hmm. and make sure that my energy and frustration and all that stuff is not thinking about sex yeah. or wanting to have sex or wanting to get off or whatever it is and actually focus on other things that I actually need to focus on, then, then that changes the that dynamic. And that's why, like, porn is, like, so bad for young men because then so they get bored and then they sit there and then they're doing that and it's All like the time. they're so distracted and it's making like weak men and yeah. so that's why 100%. it's like great to like have practice on I mean, semen retention for I young men I believe it is one of understand. the number one reasons that the, the 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 number of men in their early 20s have low testosterone is yes. because of pornography. 100%. The number one reason. And I think it gives you false expectations like that's not Absolutely. none of that's it's not reality. making love like no. I've done some wild sucks when I was doing it, but like, that's not love. Like, I want to make love. I don't want to be. You want passion. I'm not you trying. Want intensity. To... Listen, I'm... and let's be and let and let's be real. There are times. Yes, he correct me if I'm wrong. You're in your marriage. You're like, listen, we're just gonna bang this out, get it done, and like <laughs> go on with the day. Whatever. There's moments in that. Yeah. There's moments where it's like, but come home, like you better be ready to go. Okay, right. done. Yeah. Like, yeah. but it's when you're with somebody that you can have that conversation with and Absolutely. do those things. So there's mm -hmm. that safety in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because on the other phone, on the other line, it might be, no, mm -mm. Right. you can come home, but I'm not going to be ready to go. You can come home, <laughs> but I'm not coming. See you. See you. Oh, my God. I can smell yeah. crazy. All right. Yeah, see, why do you think sex is so powerful? It's just so much that's involved with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're so vulnerable. And like you guys were saying, just we're splashing away <laughs> all these type of energies you know what girl, I mean girl not you got that wop but she got that wop <laughs> it's, oh it's just a lot of like it's a slip and slide <laughs> not Jesse the slip and slide girl your husband is ready tonight yes he said I'm gonna record this podcast and I'm about to go lay it down I'm starting for to the joy of the to Lord alright y'all I'm about to we about to wrap up this episode but we gotta do 1-800-ASK saying it's been a minute alright we're wrapping up this episode but we cannot close without the last segment 1-800-ASK saying hey Saint Tenants I love this podcast I heard this quote there are no facts just interpretations does this apply to the Bible mmm I had I waited. I've been wanting to ask this question. It's been on here a long like a lot of times and I haven't got to I, it. I think so. 
Yeah. Yeah. So you agree with this. So you agree that there are no facts. It's all interpretation. Absolutely. We weren't there. Yeah. As a Christian, you agree with that? It's a very hard thing for me, actually, because um, I've been reading the Bible a lot more this yeah. year. Um, and I've been telling my husband, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting a little weird because I feel like my mind is just opening so much. And I've been sitting with God a lot, like, okay, God, help me process all this kind of weird out there stuff, you know? And um, then I just felt like Holy Spirit told me, like, yeah, that's that's on purpose. You feel weird like that on purpose because you are having your own understanding while you're listening to your pastors, while you're listening to these podcasts, while you're listening to worship music. You have everyone's interpretation plus your own, yeah. you know? And it's so important to have your own interpretation of things. And that's why what you're doing, I think, is so amazing because um, you're still rising above um, what the Christian beliefs may look like and yeah. you still call yourself a man of God. And I Period. think that's absolutely wonderful because that the, you're living your own interpretation of yeah. the Bible and you're fully living that confidently. And I think that that's what yeah we all need to do. Yeah, yeah. get get your thing and get into it and, yeah. and figure out what your truth is and interpret it your own way, you know, yeah. whatever that looks like. What do you think, Joe? I mean, I don't like the, I don't like the, the quote in general. I believe that there are facts. I think, Ooh, okay. I think that there are facts that we live by. There are facts in our lives. Like I'm not growing hair. It's just not going to happen. Mm. That's a fact. But, I, That's but it's a fact, but I think there are facts, but I also think that we need to, maybe what this quote means more or the way that I would take it is that we need to make sure that we are understanding what our interpretation and what the facts are mm, okay. and how we are in it. And I think as it comes to the Bible, like they say, it's a living word. It's, it's God breathed, right? Like there's times that I will read a passage 15 times and yeah. I will get something different because it's my intention when I'm reading the Bible. Yeah. That's for me where I get, have a conversation. I don't just open it and just start going. I say, God, I need something out of this today. Yeah, so good. what do you want to give me out of this today? And it, more often than not, when I do that, then there's something new that comes off the page, comes off the words. It might be the same words that I read last month, two years ago, five years ago, but it's for me at that moment. So as long as my intention is to make sure that I am connecting with God, then I know that whatever that, in, you can call it interpretation, you can call it whatever God's speaking to me in the moment, that I'm going to get something out of it mm -hmm. that I need for my life. I love that. I love how it says God breathed. Mm -hmm. but humans wrote it. Correct. So do you believe that there, because like for instance, I've led worship before mm -hmm. and I thought God was telling me to go another route mm -hmm. when I was singing and I sing and I'm like, oh no, I missed it. Like I lost the room mm -hmm. and it wasn't God. So do you think that like, because God could be using you, but you could still, like I know people who, um, who prophesy sometimes and like God will give you a word about something that you had no, doesn't know about and you might sure. miss it a little bit mm -hmm. because you're still human. Do you think that it was possible, like, because humans wrote it, that they could have missed it or misinterpreted what God was saying because but, they are still a human. But if you lost the room, like, God still knows your intention. So, like, the people, yeah, you lost the people. But yeah, you you were there. Good. You thought that was God. So you still fully went into it. So yep. that was still your intention is still there. So, like, these people that wrote the Bible, their intention is still there. The, the Word of God is in their intentions as they're writing it. And as we're reading it, like he was saying, our intentions are there as we're reading it. That is it's the truth. That is. Right? Listen, if God can speak through a donkey <laughs> and ass, an ass, then he can speak through whatever he wants to speak through. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Like, do I, th I mean, it wasn't written in English. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? it's translated a million it was times. Tr it's translated, but I still have the firm base foundation in regards of yeah 
this might not be the original text, but I still serve the God that inspired that to be written down all those years ago. And that's what I agree with. For me, I believe in Jesus. Like for me, there in some things there is uh, like essentials. Like my essential is Jesus died on a cross, rose on the third day. I'm, I believe, I, I believe, I accept, I believe, I confess. That's what I'm living by. Now there are other things where I think the interpretation could be a little, little weird. You know what I mean? But for that, like I literally, that's why I say Jesus is for everybody. And when I say that, I mean you get it. It's for Jesus is for everybody. Like right. you could take them. You don't have to take them. Like do whatever you want, like, but create your own relationship. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to be the gatekeeper of Christianity. And mm-hmm. I used to do that all the time. Like, That's not oh, my job. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. But when I get to heaven, he ain't going to be asking me, what did Yessie do? What did Renee do? What did mm-hmm. Joe, you know, he, he ain't going to be asking me all that. Mm-hmm. He's going to say, Raynaud, what did you do? Did you tell people about me? Mm-hmm. Did you try to be honest? Did you try to be real? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we forget that there is grace and we don't talk about the grace of God and grace is something we do not deserve. It's not something we cannot earn. It is grace. It is freely given. Like, literally, he gave us his son. That's grace. He paid the atonement. Like, literally, he paid for it. So I always say, if I'm getting it totally wrong, say I get on this podcast when I get to heaven, God is like, Renaud, you were wrong. Like, you were dead wrong. I believe because he knows my heart. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He's going to be like, man, I saw you trying, and you did the best you could. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we, just as a community with everything, like, I believe people are trying to do the best that they can. Mm -hmm. And I think that you just have to go back to that. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think they're facts, but I also, more than the facts, I think it's what God's speaking in us and through yeah. us mm-hmm. every single day, that that is a bigger, quote unquote, fact, yeah, mm-hmm. rather than what's written down. Yeah. And that's for me, like, that's why yeah. I'd be like, I might not always get everything in the Bible, but based on past experiences, and I'm in my words of the day, I'm in my bag right now, based on past experiences, I know God is real. Yeah. Like, it's, it's no way that I could be here today in my right mind, mm-hmm. talking, being happy, loving people. I literally was in the church the day that I left six months ago, walking around, laughing, hugging those people. Like, I would not be able to do that in my right mind. I'm crazy. No. I'm pissed off. I get angry. I don't have control. But it's something about when the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is working on the inside of you. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will make you love your enemies. Like, that's how I know the book is real. The Holy Spirit yeah. will make you forgive people who did you wrong. I could sit by the lady who molested me at five years old in church and not feel a thing because I, it's something that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. It's a divine mystery. Mm-hmm. And I choose to believe it's Jesus Christ. Yes. I'm, I'm let me, way to go. Come on. Well, let me tell y'all something. If you're a business and you're like an owner, own a business, you want to sponsor a podcast, please email the not safe for church podcast at gmail.com. Literally, we have one more episode next week. It's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna be singing on that episode. It's gonna be off Come the on. chain. I won't. Um, I would uh, thank God. I don't think <laughs> hallelujah. He said, make a joyful noise, but not a bad noise. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Claiborne Urban Loops for this music. Like, comment, and subscribe. And make sure you follow us on NSFC Podcast. On Instagram. I don't know. I will say at gmail.com. <laughs> Till the next time, Jesus is for everybody, 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 yeah. everybody, 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 everybody. everybody.